0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Deer Gear Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Durr, and on today's show, I am joined by Taylor and Scott from Dialed Archery. Dialed Archery just launched this November with an innovative bow sight called the Arxos. There's a lot that goes into this bow sight and in a world where bow accessories haven't really been innovated for a long time, it's exciting to see a new offering from a new company with a new perspective. So stay tuned to learn all about what Dialed has to offer and what is to come from them. I really appreciate all the support you guys have given me with this new project. I can't say thank you enough, but to do so, I'm going to give away a climbing stick kit from Stealth Outdoors. So this is a, a Stealth Outdoors kit with everything that you need to silence your climbing sticks. All you have to do is give me a written review on iTunes and I will then choose a random winner. If you've already given me a review, you're already entered. So thank you for that. Leaving a review helps me out a ton, reaching new listeners. If you can pass this along, if you enjoy the episode, send it to a buddy, send it to someone. But for now, let's hear from Taylor and Scott. all right everyone i am live here with taylor coleman and scott of dialed archery thank you guys for uh taking some time out of your busy busy schedules i know you guys are probably spinning uh spinning like some chickens with their head cut off with this product launch but i'm excited to have you guys here to sit down and talk to us so thank you
1: yeah yeah thank you it's this fall has been uh, unprecedented as far as uh the time availability for stuff like this, but it's fun to jump on and talk to you guys.
0: Yeah, I appreciate it. So uh, today we're we're, uh, wanting to talk about what you guys have coming new from Dialed Archery. It seems like Instagram has absolutely blown up with hype over this site. Um, That's how I came across it myself. And I'm excited to learn a little bit more about it. So I'm gonna give you guys some time just to kind of talk about the design features and then uh we'll kind of break it down from there so what is it that you guys are offering this year from dialed archery
1: well, you jump in and explain that a little bit i'll hold it here uh so yeah dialed um
2: it's kind of uh like a new um i guess what that like, kind of like the new cool kid um you know company um that ended we I've been in the industry a long time. Taylor's been in the industry a long time. And one thing when we decided to do this, we felt that the industry just lacked a lot of innovation. And um, with my background being archery accessories, um, the first product we wanted to kick the company off with was the Arxos um, adjustable uh, site. So there's a lot of sites on the market. Um, You know, I wouldn't say it's a saturated market, but there are a lot of other options out there. But like I said before, we truly felt like, there's just nothing really that exciting, um, you know, and anytime, like all the excitement has always been around the bow or like a broadhead or something like that. Like there's really hasn't been any excitement sh- uh, shining light on an accessory. So when designing the ArcSOS, that's one thing like that was very important to us is not only have it be like, obviously a, a truly functioning multiple or a fully adjustable site, but also have it be um innovative um so a lot of thought um kind of we we all sat down kind of developed our wish list or kind of what um you know we wanted to see where we thought like there was um you know a lot of other site companies lacked um and really just kind of it just was kind of like this brain baby and um luckily it all kind of came together <laughs> it Yeah, like this, we, it was like this recipe we didn't know
1: if it would work or not but it, it worked yeah and we we uh We definitely took the time with the different connections that we have built in the industry. Um, We took the time to realize where our inabilities were. Um, And like my background, owning Capture Creative with Jordan Riley, our backgrounds are the creative side, marketing side. Um, We can can swing with big hitters on the the branding and making sure all that stuff is fine-tuned His background is in sales, so he can handle all the sales and and marketing side on that side of things. But where we don't have skills is on development and engineering. Like we can tell you what we like or don't like or how it functions or how it should be, but we don't know how to make it do that. So one of the very first things that we did was bring in uh, two guys, um, TJ Eads with Eads Design and then Kyle Davidson with DCA Custom Arrows and both those guys are wizards in the archery department and um they've been doing the, you know graphic or uh, engineering stuff for going on long time I mean for being young, I think cumulative, cumulative probably 40 years yeah. between um, the two of them so they've got lots of experience in it and the other cool thing about their mindset is that they haven't cut their teeth in the archery space they are engineers from the industrial space, so that we were able to bring a lot of fresh concepts and unique ideas to the table when we first were starting. And I don't think any of this stuff will ever come to the light of day with, with our story, but there's some there's some pretty unique designed uh, concepts from way at the beginning um, with some, you could say they almost don't even look like bow sites, but um, it was fun to go through that process because they were just so unique thought process and then bring it back to this. Um, So to run you through some of the uh, unique characteristics of the bow site, the big question that we always get, so I hold the bow straight up and down here, is the angled elevation system. Um, We're calling it the AES technology, Um, and this is heavily patented. We're patent pending right now on all that, but uh, this is the dial right here, the yellow part on my bow, and then it rides and there's a gearing system inside and it drives this up and down like you see in a traditional mover site. But by angling our elevation rail, we are able to achieve extra yardage faster. Um, The easiest way to explain it, it's a complicated subject and we'll be making lots of videos on it to help explain it in multiple different ways for people to understand. But the easiest way to explain it is that when you dial once you're set up and you dial to 100, if you were to compare your tape from your traditional straight up and down rail to this angled rail, we are seeing 15 to 20 yards shaved off of your sight tape. You're achieving 100 yards faster by like 15 to 20 yards faster on your sight tape. Or another way to explain it is that guys are getting to 100 yards and they're actually able once they get to 100 yards on their old site tape that same distance tape on our site is reaching to like 120 to 125
0: sure um, yes
1: without having issues with your with your uh, vein clearance so that coupled with our i don't think you guys can see it in the video but we've got our stub xr pin at the base of our single pin post this this mag which for everyone hearing about dialed archery right now and seeing us use the term mag that is strictly a branding move um our mag system is the housing um our housings are interchangeable and it's built to do that so you can have multiple housings and flip them out and have multi-pin single pin options really easily so we called it a mag so that it's because it is different than what's out there right now so our meg systems we have a single pin right now that you can pre-order and we will be launching multi pin options in 2022 here and on our single pin post we put a stub xr pin which is a little dot at the base of the post and when you couple the angled elevation system with the stub xr pin you're achieving yardages honestly further than what archery guys are really even doing um, i mean you're able to shoot out to 140 150 when you're practicing um with all this being new we're not really sure how this how people are going to use some of that stuff um, a lot of guys have been asking us if we can move the stub xr pin up to create more of the uh halfway mark on the post and like our our quick answer is we will have that option in the future uh, we don't we're not doing that on the single pin post The stub XR is a very unique thing to allow people to get the furthest yardages that they possibly can when they're practicing. For fun and sure. and for 3D courses when you have that target sitting at 115 yards and you have vein clearance issues in the past we're giving that spot, the other reason why we did that is because we move the level up top in all of our mags. There's a couple reasons for that. Um, and I don't know how into the weeds we want to get with this first podcast, but uh, <laughs> there's, there's, to summarize it quickly by putting up the level up top, you are allowing for spreading out your multiple pins. When you get to three and five pin housings, you're able to spread those bottom pins out where in the past you'd run into issues with your level starting to block the bottom of your housing. You can now put that fifth pin where you need to put it um and then the other aspect that i'm a big fan of is by getting the level up top you're actually you don't have that eating up space in the bottom of your housing now for it really only comes in i've had people question me on this and it really only comes in when a deer is standing (laughs) at like 15 yards or 10 yards or 20 yards when you're hunting but if when you go to find the bottom of the belly and the crease of the shoulder and that deer is taking up a lot of your housing. You you can quickly, your like subconscious can quickly just check it, or peripheral eyesight can quickly check down and make sure where that belly is because the level is not in the way. Um, sure. Now the bottom of the housing is wide open, and that's when the stub XR pin found its inception, way at the beginning because we we're all sitting here going, man it's kind of weird that we moved the level up top. I used to use the top of the level for uh indicator mark, when I wanted to shoot a hundred yards, that's just where I would rest my, I would rest the target on the bottom or the top of my level. And we were all like, let's put a pin right there. Sure. So that's why the pin is is down there. And
2: really with the level too, like, so like Taylor said, with it being on top, it really opens up your field of view. So you're able to see more of your target, which will allow you to concentrate on the target more, but also like, it's amazing just from like my background and experience, how many shooters do not use their level or pay attention to it, which is like huge because (laughs) I mean, everybody should be, I mean, assuming like your second axis and all your axes are set correctly, your level can make or break you, especially at longer distance shots. So like, if you're shooting and you're and you see your thrown shots left or right one direction or the other other a lot of times if you check your level that'll correct that but with the level being at the bottom of the housing it's really not in a convenient spot to see so you're having to take your eye off the target to look at the level which is a pain in the ass like you're you're wasting time and you're wasting energy where with it at the top of the housing now it's in your peripheral vision and you you're almost staring through it to see the target. So it's in a lot more convenient spot. Um, but then like Taylor said, with like the AES system with the Stub XR, um obviously like the we're promoting like being able to extend your range. And you know, a lot of people are like, well, how much farther do you need to be able to shoot? And it's like, yeah, I mean, that's a valid point, but like if anybody has gone to a lot of like the popular 3D shoots that are out there, like the Total, Total archery, archery challenges Challenge. or the Mountain Archery Festivals, like you know, a lot of those shops are really far and a lot of people set up conventional setups with conventional adjustable sites. They're, they're very limited, but so with this, not only are we allowing you to extend the range, but for people that um, like women or youth shooters or um, anybody that's shooting like a, a lower draw weight or has a short draw length, that is a that is a recipe for very limited range and there are a lot of people who have a short draw length or shoot low poundage that are capable at shooting farther but because of their setup they're they're limited where with the arsos it it will it will allow them to reach their full potential with their with their ranging so Obviously we're promoting long distance shooting, but I mean it's, it's not only for that.
1: I mean it, there's it's, also it's really, it's really a helpful tool too. Yeah. There the other huge uh benefit that we didn't we didn't do it for this reason, but we're finding it as we're hunting this fall. And we've all we've got test units out in the in the world and hunted this fall. <laughs> I actually <laughs> quite a bit this I didn't hunt this fall, but uh that's because you were guiding. Um the even from 20 to 50 with this being angled you're saving yourself space even from 20 to 50 so grabbing this quick and moving it this far it's a lot faster you're now going from 20 to 50 right there where and a lot of guys are going to be like well that's not worth spending the extra money your guys's both sites crazy high expensive and we'll get into the reasons for that um when we a little bit later here but uh having the ability to to save on yardage is huge for guys that have true hunting arrow setups that are heavier weight there there's a lot of guys out there who are running into issues already at like 65 yards with vein clearance issues with the bottom of their housing and uh, you know a lot of people are like well he's got two heavy arrows that it's like no he heavy arrows will blow through deer that's a good thing to have but uh when he wants to practice in the summertime with those same exact arrows and not have to switch to a different arrow, but wants to practice at 90 to better his control on the target and stuff like that. Um, that's, that's where some of that stuff comes into play.
0: Sure. Uh, yeah. I, I um I'm that guy. I have a 27 and a half inch draw and I'm shooting a really heavy arrow and my current sight tape maxes out at 70 yards. I can't, yeah. I can't go any further. And that's Which, one of the, I mean for
2: hunting right that's like practical but if you ever did want to go to one of the archery shoots or something like you're gonna have a you're gonna struggle bad
0: right yeah I, I went to um total archery challenge a couple times and it's like the long range shots I don't even participate because I'm gonna just lose a bunch of arrows yeah, like yeah. I don't even, I don't have that range I was just gonna say I, I bet uh next year's total archery challenge winner has a dialed sight on their bow
1: hmm That'd be pretty soon. we'll be we'll be at a lot of we've been getting that question a lot what consumer shows or events will you be at and we'll be at a lot of total archery challenges this next year and um there's a handful of other shows that we're going to try to get to too so um and you
2: can kind of see like so back to like your initial question like when developing dialed and like the arc so like i mean our motto is it's it's a site built for hunters by hunters so like a lot of like frustration and just thought went into designing this. And, you know, like Taylor said, we aren't the designers, like we basically wrote down the recipe and then gave it to our engineers and said, here, make it work. And, you know, that's one thing just kind of aside from the product alone, it's just the dialed team. Um, I mean, we've been thoroughly just impressed with like the team we have and, um, and I think it shows in the product that we've developed and that will continue to develop. So, yeah, um, you know that that's that's huge too. With you know when you're
1: starting a new company, another thing that's important to point out when we're talking about the biggest question mark with the AES technology for the listeners out there is a lot of people are asking us what kind of issue is there with lining up my peep to my housing when this is moving further. And closer to the riser. Um, and the most the simplest way to explain it, and for people to test it before they go buying a boat, our bow site, is that from the very tippy top of the angled elevation system to the bottom, your housing is moving just over three-quarters of an inch towards your bow and away from your bow. There's a lot of dovetails. If you have a dovetail or even fixed frames, there's fixed frames with different adjustments to mount. And you can practice with your bow sight that you have there by just taking it, coming to full draw with it at wherever it is, and then moving it three quarters of an inch in. Just don't have to tighten it down tight because you're not going to shoot, but just tighten it back down so it's not wobbling. Come to full draw again, and you'll notice that you wouldn't buy a different peep sight for that little of adjustment. It's only three quarters of an inch that is sliding from the very max to the very bottom of our rail system. But that adjustment will make
2: a big difference in your impact. So it doesn't doesn't make a difference as far as your your peep alignment alignment with your scope housing, but it makes a big difference in your impact. So as the scope housing gets closer to your eye, the higher you impact. So that's like to Taylor's point, the AES, that's part of that system is as it's going down the slide, it's getting closer to your eye, but it's not enough to where it's going to affect your your alignment, but it'll affect your impact. So as it's going down, it's getting closer to your eye. So you're going to be impacting higher, but because the dial is making the adjustment and you have your sight tape like essentially it's flattening the trajectory curve. Yep. So it's like as you're going along your sight tape from 20 to 50, your yardage marks are getting farther apart, but once you hit like that 50 yard mark and the the mag continues to go down, those yardage marks start getting closer together and actually will kind of stall out to where they're the same distance the farther you go. The
1: That's other crazy question we get with this whole housing moving closer and further away is uh, which this question is valid by the people that haven't seen this in person yet, but it, it, it's not, there's no, nothing changes about it is the size of the peep or uh, size of the pin. A lot of guys are asking if the, if the pin is noticeably bigger when the rail is at the bottom. And if the pin gets noticeably smaller as it moves further away kind of thing. And it's totally irrelevant. I mean, it's again, again, you can practice, you can literally test this at home with your bow sight. And yes, you can't just spin your dial and move it three quarters of an inch, then you'd have to buy a dialed bow sight to do that. But you can take and just slide it in and out and by three quarters of an inch is is the best distance to try it on. And and you can test that, how different that is going to look to move into a different um, technology that we worked in here. It's important to note everyone that's watching this in video. And if you're not, you can go to the website and check it out as we're talking about it. But our designer, uh, TJ is the, uh, design engineer for this project. He's very particular about only showing people what they need to see with all of the guts, all of the working components are hidden. That's done on purpose to not confuse the user, but also to keep it out of the elements. And you'll notice when you start looking around our bow site that it looks really simple and it looks like it's almost, it looks futuristic. We've been getting a lot of people saying futuristic. It, and one of the things that makes it look so good and, and futuristic that way is that the only screw heads or bolts that you see, are the, those are the only ones that you touch. So you've got the two on the front of the elevation rail and that's how you adjust when you're setting your elevation and then the bottom one is how you set your second axis. And then you've got uh, there's two of them, or there's one where the mag attaches to the windage arm that's how you remove your mags and, and put it back and how you set your third axis. There's also a set screw that's hidden right now, but there's a set screw in there for micro adjusting your third axis. And then there's two, you guys aren't gonna be able to see it on the video, but there's two tiny set screws on the side of the elevation arm to help um, adjust the amount of tension that you're feeling on the elevation rail as you move it up and down. That's it. You're not, I we counted at one time, I think it was like five. You see five bolt heads or four bolt heads on our whole bow sight. I'm not gonna name names, but we've counted on other bow sites, and it's anywhere between 15 and 25, bolt heads that you see on other bow sites in the same category that's confusing to people I, I know in the past when i've opened up a new bow site one of the first things you do is stare at it and go man i feel like i'm going to break this thing if i loosen up the wrong bolt here and that's just not the case with this any bolt you see you're not that's meant for you to see it and for you to adjust so
0: that's really smart
1: yeah, it took a while. It, it was, that was definitely, uh, that takes some serious, heavy thinking to figure out how to achieve all that. So another, another tech piece that is important to note is our switch tape technology. So right now you can see on my bow site that our switch tape is set to the inside. So this is where my yardage, my uh, sight tape is mounted to right here but it can be mounted in between this yellow dial and the frame. That would be in the outside configuration. Right now, I'm set on the inside. Um, a lot of people so far on our pre-orders have been ordering it on the inside, probably because it's just different and they want to try it. But the nice the really nice part about it is when you come to full draw, see if I can line this up. When you come to full draw and you want to test and see what yardage you're set at, you can tip. I, uh, with my setup with the bow, bow sight in the Matthews bridge lock system, I can tip my hand three inches away from my face at full draw and I can see that tape. I don't know if you can see it there. You can like, just see the tape when you tip your hand away from your face and you can check to make sure when that deer you think was coming on the trail at 20 and it happened to walk behind two trees and you're like, okay, which trail is it going to take? And it, you come to full draw. And it actually happens to be at 30 and now you're already at full draw and you're like, wait, what was I at on my, on my tape? Cause now, you know, you have to compensate up or down. You can do that really quick without coming down, checking it, and then coming to full draw again. That's what, that's the main reason I like having it on the inside. So um, really you just have to decide what side of the bow do you want to look
2: like, so like, yeah. but for anybody that's shooting with a quiver, Mounted to their bow so they're not detaching the quiver when they're hunting, they're going to want the tape on the inside of the sight because always you have to look around the quiver. You have, quiver.
1: To, you have um, to look way around. This quiver is tight to the bow, but you have to look way around it right. or look through arrows, which is a pain. So that's where having the tape on the inside would be advantageous. But
2: like for me, I always ran my sight tape on the outside. But now, like what Taylor said with the new Matthews V3X with their bridge lock system and stuff, it probably would be better to view it on the inside, but you just pick and choose what side of the boat you want to look around. Yeah. Um, And it's everybody's personal preference, but it seems like most people are leaning towards, you know, looking around the inside um, with the switch tape on the inside of the riser.
1: And for a little bit, we talked internally this past summer when we were designing all this, we had the idea we had first had it on the outside because it was just more the traditional thing that you see and then we realized that we could put it on the inside with the way that our dial system shoots through the frame and so then we actually had it on the inside and we were talking to some of our testers and and ourselves internally and we had like a 50 50 mix of guys that were like wait is it only going to be on the inside and we were like well that's where we're leaning right now and I think Scott was one of them that was like, "I want mine on the outside," and and I was like, "I want mine on the inside." So when you get two founders talking to each other every day on the phone, like one's not happy and one's like, "I'm excited about it being there," and the other one's not, it's like, well, so we actually, I went. Now that, you can do both. There's a late, yeah, there was a late night uh, session where I was on the phone with TJ uh, trying to figure that out and. He, he took, it took him about three weeks just working on that specific spot, but between Kyle on the mechanical side and then TJ on the design side, they found a way to allow us to give the user the option, which goes back to why dialed archery has started. We want to give people as many options as we possibly can without causing confusion at the same time. So we're trying to limit it. We're trying to limit the amount of tech that we're putting in it to not cause a lot of confusion, but at the same time, allowing people to make those big decisions, like where do you want your site tape? Because there's a lot of guys that have used sites in the past, a lot, they're usually mounted on the elevation rail when it's on the inside, but they're used to having it on the inside. So
2: so really it just goes back to like I said, like I mean, the ArcSOS it's built by hunters for hunters, but it gives the user to basically build the site that they want within parameters that we put in place. So, um, you know, we give them the guidelines, like, all right, here's here's the frame, here's the mag, here's the pin, here's the colors. So, I mean, that's the beauty with, like, kind of just our whole, like, business model is it's it's all customizable. So, and again, I mean, there's certain parameters we have to stay within. Otherwise, I mean, it's just not efficient. But really, I mean, you anybody can build the site that they want and then we build it. So, you know, anybody that kind of wants that one of a kind or, you know, have that kind of special.
1: Well, and that, I mean, you should really dive into the Cerakote at this point. I mean, the, on the creative side, I guess you got to give Jordan credit on this one. He's our, our creative genius inside here. He's the one that makes all the pretty graphics that people are seeing on social and on our website. And between him and I, on the creative brain of this way at the beginning, we were like, how could we offer people to add a a dash of color on their bow site? And it started off with like, let's have a plug of some sort that you could like, maybe it's a plastic piece or a rubber piece that would allow them to just customize their color a little bit. Um, This was before the whole design was even done. This was way inception phases. And then we actually got talking to a good buddy of ours that owns a Sarcoat shop, or he owns a full finishing shop where they do car detailing and they they put seracote on guns and all that stuff. And we were over there introducing Scott to to him one day, and he got all excited about the fact that we were making a bow sight. And we kind of threw it, kind of it was a it was kind of a dream question, dream pitch to him, just like, "Hey, Mike, would it be possible to seracote a bow And he, he's one of those eternally optimistic kind of guys. And he was like, oh yeah, no problem. We can for sure do that. And it, we didn't know. Well, it's It's been done before in the archery industry, but it, it's, it was
2: a long time ago and nobody stuck with it. So like, I mean, I'm an archery guy, but I'm also a gun guy. And I always wondered why nobody Cerakoted archery accessories because it's literally the most durable finish you can put on anything. And so then when we started this and then Taylor and Jordan were like, well, we have a guy that has a Cerakote shop. And so that was like, but we didn't know. It's like, well, there must be a reason why nobody's doing it. And that's, that's kind of like through this whole process. It's like, you know, we came up with these ideas or TJ and Kyle came up with these ideas and it's like, well, nobody's ever done that before. So it must not work. But then we, we did test it, them, and, and it's it like, works. It works great. So like the fact that we realized like, all right, so now we can Cerakote. One, it makes our products damn near bulletproof and indestructible, but two, from the creative side, it opens a whole you know, set which of is, doors
1: as to what
2: which what we scares
1: can do. Which scares uh, our sales uh, SKU manager. His brain is going a little crazy because we actually have, well, we had three frame options when we launched pre-order and then Matthews launched their new bow this year, the V3X, and they, ha- they came out with their granite color. And I couldn't, I couldn't not have a color that matched that. And we had a lot of people asking, so we actually added that very quickly to our website. And now we have dialed smoke, which matches Matthew's granite color, and then our sage dialed sage matches Matthew's green ambush as, as well as Prime's morel color um, is what those guys have told me over there. Um, so, and then our 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 uh, dialed earth color. Um matches up with Hoyt Buckskin. I think it's called buckskin, is Hoyt's brown. But uh, anyways, we have four frame colors. You got black, sage, which is a green color, earth is a brown, and then you got smoke, which is uh it's it's like a grayish with a rust kind of mixed into it. And then uh on the on the dial side, this yellow piece, there's 13 color options now for that guy. And the main purpose of that, I mean, it's honestly mainly boils down to aesthetics. You can customize it to make it look the way you want. There's a little function to this too. So you can remove your dial, flop out colors to match with strings or match with your arrows. I got yellow theme going on with this bow. Um, Just kind of fun to do that kind of stuff. But say you were to change the colors of your arrows or something and you wanted to match, you could buy another dial and it comes off there's a there's like a nut system here that you can pull your dial off really easy, flip out your to a different dial. The other benefit to doing that is that we sell the yardage ring, the just this white piece. We sell those separately as a single or a three pack, and then you you can also buy different dials so you can have multiple yardage tapes set up for different arrow setups or different types of hunting that you do. Um, so what we've kind of been toying with and playing with which is not really necessary you only have to switch out your white tape to do a different arrow setup but a lot of us are saying like "Hey, my yellow dial with that yardage tape is for my whitetail arrows and then my red dial with that yardage tape is for my western arrows just to kind of switch it up and just have fun with it um so yes It's mainly for the creative side of just giving you, giving the user the chance to customize it. And it honestly is a major headache for us on the internal assembly, managing all of that stuff. I mean, we have to have a lot more, uh, a lot more inventory to have the ability to ship right away for the different colors that people want. And we're definitely, I'm going to be honest, we're still figuring that out. Like we're, we're going to offer colors. That's not an if it's going to be a thing, but internally we're, the team is still just wrestling with K okay, how many of each color do we need to have? And I think it's going to just be an ongoing thing that we're constantly wrestling with.
0: Yeah. I'm sure the more consumers you deal with, you'll find out quickly what are the popular options, what you have to carry more of and Yeah. Uh, what you don't have to carry as much of, it seems like everything behind the design is taking the confusion out of there's no confusion like available you just like you said with the color you can color coordinate your switch tapes you can um take there's only a couple screws you have to mess with um is that kind of was that kind of the goal from the the get-go is to like make a minimalist super easy um bow sight because it's like you guys said it, it seems like the archery accessory industry is like a dinosaur Nothing really changes. Um, there's nothing to really get you excited about. I've been shooting the same HHA site for six years because it's like, why? Well, I, I don't need to the change, there's nothing new. Uh, maybe, okay, they took my slider and made it a wheel now, but it's the same site. Um, and that's what was most exciting and piqued my interest with this site was, okay, you have the level up top, Never, not something you ever see. You have the tape on the inside, not something that's like readily available. You have that angled system allowing for further yardage, not something that anyone is offering. And um, the, just the, the look of it is so much cleaner and the aesthetics are so much more pleasing. And I mean, in the world of content in the world of Instagram, like that stuff peak, peak, peaks people's eyes and you guys have built something and you're building a brand that people can kind of get behind. And that personally um, is what got me most excited and the reason why I wanted to have you guys on, but going a little bit further, every great product, everything that's brought to market solves a problem, right? We're all trying to solve a problem with what we're giving people. What's the biggest problem this site solves?
1: Customer service. It's not, it's not the bow site. You can accomplish anything you want out there with any bow site. What you're buying with dialed archery, there's cool features in this and we, and those are important too. But one of the most important things that we, from the get go, when we formed dialed archery was every product will have a lifetime warranty. That's no questions asked. There's no serial numbers to submit. There's no annoyances when they call us and have an issue, um, that we'll take care. We we're here to take care of the customer. We've been customers for many, many years, and we want to provide a service and a brand that people can get behind and feel a part of as a family. And then um, this doesn't solve a problem, but they're like, everything's USA made. Um, everything's being made in the States and that, I'm not gonna get into the weeds on this, but there's been a lot of people on so, on social and on our archery forums that are bitching about the price. And they're, the very, very simple answer for that is that we are made in the USA and just more in order to be made in the USA, in order to provide USA-made and lifetime warranties that are no questions asked, it, we like we have to be at the price that we're at. Could we? Do we wish we could sell this for three hundred bucks? Oh hell yeah, that'd be awesome. We would love that, <laughs> but it's just not possible. We were at six fifty for a little while, and we worked our asses off to find manufacturing and to find ways to get that price down to where now the bow site the base model bow site can be purchased for 475 and that's a black site with a gray dial and then you can upgrade colors or buy accessories or switch out colors from there
0: i uh respect the hell out of the, the fact that you guys stuck to your guns and um stayed in the u.s for manufacturing because it's
1: important it's important to note too and scott can go into a little bit of detail on this we have we literally have six minutes and then we have to get on a manufacturing call but uh i'll let scott talk about this a little bit too but we're not a one-hit wonder company here um this is we're, we're planning for the long haul this is just the first product out of many to give a little bit of a breakdown before i let scott talk about other products that we're scheming on this bow site is going to be offered before the pre-order is even even done here before next summer we have a fixed hunter frame mount that'll be mounted to the side of your bow site, so it's not a dovetail. We also have uh, the Picatinny mount that is being, that's being in development right now. We just don't have them available to pre-order right now because we want to make sure that it's exactly where it needs to be. We focused on dovetail first for this reason right here, for Matthew's bow. We were aware of this back in the summertime and that's why we focused on this. Um, the other thing that we get a lot of questions about is we only have a single pin right now there are a there is a three pin and a five pin horizontal that's being developed right now and the comp the internal team here would also like to have a uh hopefully a two and a three pin vertical that we come out with as well um there's a lot of other people having a lot of other questions about different options but as of right now just a to kind of scheme for the future. I mean, that's, that's where our heads are at right now. If we can pull it off, we want to have a horizontal multi-pin and a vertical multi-pin for people to put on this bow site. Cool. So, and Scott can go into a little bit more detail on. I mean, that, I I think
2: just to like conclude, I mean, like Taylor said, I mean, just overall, like whether it's with the Arxos, like Taylor said, there's, there's a lot more than just what you're seeing here. I mean, this is just, this is just like the surface, right? Just touching the surface as to what this Arso, Arxos is going to develop into. But, you know, just overall, like, you know, just like Taylor mentioned, like the price, like it is a higher price. And we understand like dialed archery products are not going to be for everybody. And that's fine. Like we understand that, but what's important to us is, is the overall experience from, when you're, whether it's, you're visiting our website, you're viewing our social media, if you're talking to one of us, if you're submitting warranty claims, it doesn't matter, like the overall experience, like being top-notch from the product to like interaction with one of us. Like, I mean, that's, that's what you're getting when you're paying a higher price point. And like I said, we know that's not going to be for everybody. And that's just, it's just kind of the way it is. Like, we're just, we're only interested in producing high quality, you know, top of line products, and that's all we're ever going to make. So going forward, I mean, you'll see a lot of that um, with dialed. So, um, you know, going in, going into the future.
0: Sure. Are you guys uh, sticking with the direct-to-consumer business model?
2: For now, um, mainly just because, um, I mean, what you see is what you get like dialed archery is three, <laughs> there's one other
0: guy
1: It's
2: well, three guys yeah there's you know. three
1: guys and two engineers on the team here so it's and, uh, uh so i mean it's it's three
2: guys funding the whole thing and you know yeah. I, I wish i came from a trust fund family or had you know unlimited funds but i mean i sold my house so we could start this project so yeah. we're very much taking um a walk before you run approach and just growing slowly just to ensure that Everything we do, again, is top notch from infrastructure to, um, you know, so when we do open the floodgates that we're prepared for it and we're not, you know, sinking before we can actually accomplish what we want accomplish. So yes, for now, and this is, I've been getting a ton of questions about yeah. this, like, because we have had a lot of retailers nationwide reaching out to us wanting to carry our product and we love that and we will, um, you know, we will, we will tackle that at some point, but for right now, yes, it is going to be direct to consumer mainly again, just to grow slowly. Um, but we also have to be conscious of profitability because, you know, if we're not profited and, and every profit we make, is going right back into the company, you yeah. know, and it's, it's not going into our pockets. It's going right back into product development. Um, you know, marketing just again, to ensure that consumers have the overall best experience, But there are plans um, in the near future to, you know, open the doors to some, um, you know, nationwide retailers. So we're still
1: tackling it, right? The easiest way to explain it is like we're we're in this uh, development stage of the company right now. We're focused. We just launched the website and there's still like we're still working bugs out with the website and just making sure like there's a lot of information yet that we need to get up there on the video creation side to explain all the tech that we've talked about today. We we don't want to get more confusion on our end by starting to take on dealer orders and then having them confused that they don't have their bow site yet and it's you know it's it's like well we have to we have to take care of ourselves here and work on developing I mean, there's a lot of things like I just listed that we're still developing on different mag options and, and the different frames and stuff that all that stuff needs to be finished before we're even talking to dealers, because there's going to be dealers that want different aspects in their shops. Well, right. really, we want to under promise and overdeliver. Like I don't want, we don't want to start taking dealer
2: orders. And then all of a sudden we're telling them like, it's going to be May before we're able to ship But because of the quantities are a lot larger than what we expected, which is obviously a larger investment then all of a sudden it's June, July, and we still don't have their orders, like then, I mean, that doesn't do any good for anybody. So again, it's, we're just kind of growing slow and, you know, walking before we run. But yeah, um, I mean, like I said, there's, there's a lot that we've talked about that we're thinking about. And it's just, it's just coming in, in phases.
0: Yeah, we've been
1: getting bombarded with people asking, like, are, I can't believe they're forgetting about the dealers. Like, you can't forget about the dealers. That's the backbone of the archery industry and, and that's 100 true and we're not forgetting about them. where they are important and we don't we do want to we do want to find a way to work with them with dealers. It's just that we have to kind of we didn't realize that this thing was going to pop off and be quite as uh, demanded uh, when we launched the pre-order here. We thought we'd maybe launch pre-order softly. And, you know, by the time we get to summertime next year, once we have production rolling, we would start getting trickled in questions about from dealers wanting to carry our product. And we would just tackle it at that point. But I mean, Scott's managing the support email and there's been hundreds of inquiries from dealers wanting to work with us, which is phenomenal. We appreciate everybody's interest. So,
0: yeah, that's, that's, I mean, you guys are like, it's almost like a direct um, mirror of the Exodus business model. We're not a super big company and we're direct to consumer as well. Um, when you're a, a marketing yourself as a premium ban- brand and offering premium products, direct to consumer is um, a really good way to offer products cheaper. I mean, flat out, if you had to be in a retailer, there's an additional markup and it takes your you you bottom- market
2: up to the middle man and yep, And yep. I mean, overall too, like, I mean, right now with, and i mean that the the honest truth is with us being so new and this being a new concept a new design like we need to maintain control so if something did happen or we do need to change something we have those capabilities where once you open the floodgates and you start just you know spraying products out there everywhere you you have no control and yeah. it goes back to again like quality and quality of the experience if we if we have control we can control all that so you know and that's and again that's what's important to us it's just maintaining the quality not only of the product but of the overall you know customer uh, experience so
0: yeah cool well guys i won't hold you up i know you said you got a, a call you have to get on um i want to thank you guys again for hopping on with me i'm very excited yeah. about what you guys have going on i will be a customer I love, um, I love what you guys have done with the brand already. Taylor, I've been following you and Captured for a really long time, ever since you did some work for us at Exodus. Um, so just thanks, guys, and I wish you guys the best of luck. Um, if anyone has any questions, where can they find you guys?
2: Best place is probably just either, you know, uh, social media or, uh, like Taylor said, we have our support, email, know, which is just support at dialedarchery.com.
1: Yeah, and if you message us on social, I mean, it's – should go without question, but I know there's companies out there right now that don't look at their direct messages on their social media pages, but you can message us on Facebook or Instagram with any question. We get probably 25 to 50 of them every day. um, And I read and respond to every single person with a constructive response. Um, So if you have questions, just shoot us a message anywhere that, that you prefer and we will make sure to get back to you.
0: Awesome, thanks guys.